Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am a dating and love coach at lastfirstdate.com. And I want to welcome you all to Last First Date Radio. We are an acclaimed show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships, especially after 40. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. Today I'm going to be speaking with Brett McGinn about how to get over a breakup. This is a very popular topic with people who I coach and um, people who are in my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date on Facebook. So if you're a woman over 40 and you want to get some support of an amazing community of over 630 women and me, um, join my Facebook group, Your Last First Date. And um, lots of people are on there trying to get over breakups, trying to move on. So I'm really excited to talk to Bren Brett today um, about about breakups. And um, as a dating coach for women over 40, I am so passionate about helping women honor and value themselves in order to live their most empowered and vibrant lives and attract their best partners. I have witnessed too many women give up their value and accept crumbs of attention from men, and not only men, but often they accept crumbs of attention from colleagues and from their bosses, and they don't get paid enough and paid what they're worth. When you own your value, everything in your life shifts, and that's why it's my mission to help Women all over the world become women of value. I help them let go of past loves and release the wounds that they have. Um, I help them identify their old patterns and subconscious behaviors that sabotage their relationships. And I help them cultivate confidence and inner trust so they can open up their hearts to love again. A lot of people are shut down. They, they are hurt and they're afraid to love again. So You really have to work on your inner stuff in order to be able to be open to love again. I also love helping women understand men and also ignite the femininity that they have within that they often suppress. And um, so if you want to fast track your journey to becoming the woman of value who attracts her best partner, I invite you to join me at the Woman of Value Live Retreat, which is taking place in just two weeks, a little under two weeks, November 2nd through the 4th at the Sheridan Hotel in downtown Stamford, Connecticut. We're just 45 minutes away from New York City, and uh, there are only a few tickets left, and I would love, love, love to have you join us. I want to help as many women as possible. So join us by going to lastfirstdate.com forward slash women, woman, that's with an A, dash value, dash live, dash retreat. That's woman, dash value, dash live, dash retreat. And um, you can also, if you go on my website, lastfirstdate.com, you're going to see a pop-up and it'll take you right to that page. So please check it out. I hope you join us. This is going to be an, an immersion, two and a half days, to really increase your value and learn how to understand men. And we're having so many fun exercises. I'm putting the final touches on it now, and I'm, I'm really excited to go through all of it with you guys. 
Okay, and now for our special guest, Brett McGinn. He helps people dealing with relationship issues. He believes that people don't let their guard down enough and it causes missed opportunities. He says it's time for a fresh conversation about love and relationships unfiltered. How does love make you feel? Love can be responsible for pure ecstasy and it can also cause heartbreak. So join me now as we welcome Brett to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good, Sandy. How are you? I'm great. Excited to jump into this topic. So before we get started, um, what made you do what you do? (laughs) Yeah, so basically, just to give you some background, I'm a 26-year-old male, and growing up, I always talked to girls about their relationship issues. And honestly, in having my own relationship issues, I kind of realized that there is this untapped market of people that might be above getting a psychiatrist just because, you know, for whatever reason, that is a negative connotation that comes with it. And they're also, they find themselves in this cycle where they're talking about their relationship issues with their friends. And to be quite frank, they're kind of driving their friends crazy. And I just wanted people that find themselves in that situation to know that there's a real relatable person that they can talk to. And that's why I started my business, Love Effing Sucks. And it's actually, you know, insert the explicit word. And that's the company. (laughs) So I hear you on how a lot of people are resistant to therapy. And I would say men in particular are more resistant. Women tend to be a little bit more open there, in my experience. Yes. And I could agree um, with you on that. And and one thing I do want to note is, although I do say that, I, in no way do I think that I'm a direct alternative to therapy. You know, I think therapy can be very beneficial to people, and I definitely support using therapy if it's right for you. Yes, I'm glad you put that in there, because um, I was just talking to a therapist yesterday, and we do very similar work, but there are times when when uh, you know some people's issues are way beyond my purview of skills and it's not something i would would be able to deal with so i i would recommend therapists i just recommended a therapist the other day um to somebody yeah. who was having some major issues with trust and uh, they stemmed from a lousy marriage um from being a people pleaser and a giver and not being discerning in how he gives and so he now doesn't trust anybody. And I said, but you need to get some help because you need to learn who to trust and who not to touch. trust. Right. So um, so you're 26, and um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you're, you're saying it sucks. So did you have a lot of negative relationships, a lot of negative you know, experiences with women? It's funny. It's kind of ironic, the business name, I guess, because in all honesty, I'm a hopeless romantic. And when I do fall for girls, I fall a little too hard, and I become somewhat obsessive, to be completely honest with you. And obviously that's unhealthy, but it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really think love sucks, but I think it does at times. And that's what I said. You know, it can can be the best thing in the world that makes you the happiest, or it can also be the thing that makes you want to stay in bed for a week straight. And I think that's what fascinates fascinates me about it the most is, how love affects different people at different times in their lives so drastically. Hmm. That is true. Well, you're you're very young and you're 
you know, a lot of people at this age are not dating for marriage yet. They're dating still to explore who, yeah. you know, who's a good fit. So, I mean, what what are you what are you dating for? What's your what's your end goal? Yeah, I mean, my last relationship with the title was when I was 16, which probably would make people question my credibility. But I've always, you know, I've always been a shoulder to lean on. People, for whatever reason, have felt that they can open up to me. And that's what, to be completely honest, that's what I market myself as. You know, I'm not a, I'm just a real relatable person that you can talk to if you have any problems that you're going through. And just mm-hmm. because I'm 26 doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have clients that are in their 70s. 50s, 60s, and then also I have some younger clients, too, that are just kind of learning how to love for the first time and, you know, basically the stages that you go through when falling in love. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. And for so, me, it's just, I, it's just so fascinating to talk to these people because for all intents and purposes, they're people that otherwise just pass on the street and know nothing about. And just in getting to know them, they feel that they can open up to me and we end up having great conversations about life. It's just, it's almost therapeutic for me, too, in a sense. And it's very rewarding. I hear you. So how do you recommend people get over a breakup? To be honest, that's got to be the hardest question I've ever been asked. Because, you know, if there was one certain formula to getting over a breakup, then no one would be going through the suffering that millions of people experience every day after a hard breakup. But um, there are a few tips I could give. And the first is I don't think you should be friends with someone directly after breaking up. And to be honest, I just I don't think it's a time in your life where you would be comfortable having a friendship with someone because, you know, it's, it's kind of like when Harry met Sally. Like once, once you guys become lovers, and so many people jump right into love, they never really be our friends in the first place so it's kind of like building a house without a foundation and if they try to be friends afterward it's not going to work because one person's always going to want more or you know they're just never going to be comfortable being friends because they they don't know what that aspect of life is with that specific individual so Mm -hmm. i would say take some time apart and and in that time apart kind of learn how to be happy on your own and i think that's one of the problems with a lot of people in relationships is they look at other people for happiness, and that's extremely unhealthy because, honestly, you should, you know, you should be happy on your own, and then when you find someone that you love, that should be an addition to your life. But you can't make it the end-all, be-all, which is where I'm flawed. Like I said, I'm a hopeless romantic, and, you know, basically when things go wrong with a girl, I think my world is torn apart, and I go through a terrible, terrible grieving process. Mm. Yep, I used to be that way too. And I think that, that you will, you know, because you are self-aware, you will you will grow and you won't you won't fall apart over time. Um, so yeah, it's good that you know who you are. <laughs> I mean, I am 26. I'm not naive. I, you know, I don't think that I've met the quote-unquote one. Not that I necessarily think there's just one person for us in the world because the world's way too big and, you know, what are the odds we share the same geographic location as that one individual. But I just haven't, right. you know, I've fallen for people, but I haven't found the right one at this point in my life yet. Mm-hmm. So, 
so what are some other ways? So you say to get over a breakup, don't be friends right after. Learn how to be happy yeah. on your own. And what else? I would say depending on the individual, social media can be terrible after a breakup, and it might be in your best interest to delete that person. And, you know, depending on the severity of the breakup and how you guys get along after, maybe just give them a disclaimer, you know. I I still care about you. I'm just going through the grieving process, and I don't think I can follow you on social media right now. Because so many people mm-hmm. do it maliciously. You know, they kind of bleed each other, and then they start following again. But to be honest, social media makes it so much harder to get over a breakup these days. Because you're constantly mm-hmm. looking at what that person's doing. You're comparing your own life to it. And, you know, you want to feel superior to them because you're still hurt from the, the heartbreak. And, yeah, I think if you're one of those people that's looking to see what that person's doing on social media somewhat routinely, it's probably in your best interest to delete them for a, for a prolonged period of time until you feel comfortable looking at what they're doing and, you know, it doesn't have any you don't have a negative reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, yeah, people tend to also find them on dating sites and see, oh, look, they're actively on the dating site, so that's a good idea is also to just, like, block them from the dating sites, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Any other recommendations? Just, uh, kind of own the grieving process, to be honest, which sounds silly, but if you if you learn from it, and like I said, you know, I've basically become obsessive with a girl, and I'm I'm self-aware of that. It's part of part of the grieving process is realizing what you're going through and learning from it. So mm-hmm. you know, take a couple. What is you know, maybe you've been in a relationship for a couple of years? Take six months off and find out who you are, what makes you happy, and just learn from the process so you don't end up doing the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good idea. I, another thing I'd say that's very important, in my opinion, is don't jump right into another relationship. You know, we all know the routine daters. And I think that's unhealthy for several reasons. One is you're constantly going to be comparing the new person to the old, and I don't think that's very fair to the new person. And to be honest, most of the time when you're, you know, you're just ending a breakup, you're not really ready to love again. You need some time to kind of get comfortable being alone. Unless, you know, obviously there are certain circumstances where maybe you leave one person for another, and that's a little different. But I just think right. kind of own the grieving process. Everyone goes through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't rush yep. it. It takes time, and it does suck, much like love, but it'll pass <laughs> in due time. Well, does love really suck or does a breakup suck? <laughs> I mean, what really sucks here? I think just the routine of falling in love and then falling out of love or getting broken up with, it's, you know, it's a game of cat and mouse for most people. And I'd like to think that the prize at the end is worth all the struggles that we go through. But to be honest, I haven't been there yet, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I do think a lot of people in relationships just end up settling. You know, it's kind of a matter of convenience. And that, in that regard, I do think love does suck. Like you can't, 
I mean, just look at how many people are married. You can't tell me that each and every one of them wakes up every single day excited to be, uh, you know, next to the person that they're waking up to. I hate how everyone acts like divorce is such a terrible thing that can happen, when in all honesty, a marriage that lasts for 30 years is a miracle, in my opinion. It's a what, in your opinion? It's a miracle. Because, oh, a miracle. <laughs> like that, yeah, a lot of people, you know, they settle. And I just think it's you owe it to yourself, to be honest. If you're not happy with someone, the relationship should end. Well, people settle for a lot of reasons. They settle mostly because of fear that there's nothing better out there and that they or they are not worthy. And um, I have definitely settled, and I can tell you from my experience that I was married for a long time um, to somebody that, you know, really wasn't working for me. And I re- honestly thought there was nothing better that I could leave him for, so I kept staying. And, you know, once you start to value yourself more and you see that the risk of staying is so much worse than, than being on your own, you know, it's hard for a lot of people to leave bad marriages. Yeah, I agree. And it sounds like you did notice, you said what, the relationship wasn't, you didn't real. you realized that there was no one better out there for you, or so you thought? I definitely thought that when I got married, um, and I didn't want to risk opening my heart again, because I had gotten hurt so many times that I just figured I was going to marry somebody who was safe. And safe to me meant I can't fall head over heels. I have to really be careful with my heart. So we all take away different messages from our past relationships. And I take a strong stand in not letting people settle, um, but they have to value themselves first. And that's really critical. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, just like you said, I mean, to be honest, that doesn't. That's not the fairy tale love that everyone envisions. Is marrying someone because you don't think there's someone better for you out there, you know? Mhm. And maybe that's the hopeless romantic in me talking. But when I really, really like a girl, you know, I get butterflies every time I see her, and I can't imagine any other girl. And you know, I, I don't think what I'm doing is necessarily healthy. But I think there's a happy medium where you can be happy, or at least I'd like to think so. Yeah, I mean, if you have constant butterflies, then you can't be yourself. Um, so it's really a balance of, of your head and your heart. And it's and sort you, of, you know, the, my approach was just use my head and forget my heart. And um, and it sounds like you fall head over heels and lose yourself a little bit in your relationships. You know, you know I do, but that's more so during the the romantic phase in the beginning and then, you know, mm-hmm. I really get to know the person and I find out that I can relate to them and, you know, sometimes we're kindred spirits, so to speak. So it, it's not like I'm goo-goo-gaga and can't function sentences while I'm in love. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Just checking yeah. in there, Brett. Um, no worries. So... Um, so how do people work with you? I mean, like, what do you what do you do with people? Where do they? How does this all work? So I have a, a website which is love effing sucks, and again, it's the f word spelled out, which mm-hmm. I obviously can't say. But yeah, basically, mm-hmm. I don't charge a set fee. I let people pay me what they think I earn, and 
people send submissions. You know, I do local work in Los Angeles, which is where I'm based. Um, I have a partnership with the Museum of Broken Relationships here, and I'll do I'll do events with them where basically people can come to the museum, and I'll give them a free consultation while they're in there. And then, yeah, I've, you know, to be honest, I've gotten some good press, much like this, and I get clients from that. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm kind of hustling and meeting everyone I can and trying to help as many people as I can that are having relationship issues. And I just started this this summer, so it's, what, maybe not even six months old yet. And so far, mm-hmm. it's been very rewarding. And to be honest, I've gotten quite a few clients. That's great. Um, so what is this Museum of Broken Relationships? I never heard of this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was based in Croatia, and they just opened up one in L.A. in June. And essentially people submit stuff from uh, breakups, and they it's a museum, so they put in a writing of the situation. And there's just items from breakups that are very, very interesting. And some of it's pretty dark, but for the most part, it's just, you know, it's it's emotional walking through there. I will say that. Mhm. Wow. Very interesting. Um, so, uh, how do you meet women? I'm just curious. I know it's not part of our uh, our interview process, but I'm just really curious. No worries. Yeah, I love to hear that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm an old school guy. I don't. I'm on the dating apps, but it's just. You know, to be honest, I've gotten a lot of friends from the dating apps. I haven't really found a girl from it. And by the dating apps, I mean Tinder, Bumble. And then there's a really exclusive one called Raya that I think I accepted for. But, um, yeah, I friends with friends, really. I haven't met a girl that I've been that crazy about any time recently, though. So you use the dating apps, but they're not really working so well for you. Yeah, but I use them. I've I've gotten great friendships from them, so I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to diminish the importance of using them. I think it's just I'm one of those people that wants to meet as many people as possible. So you know, I'm not, I'm probably not the average guy in there looking to either score, find a relationship. But it has been rewarding the relationships that I've gotten through there, and I've gotten a few clients from there too. Not that mm. you know, that's my main goal. Well, that's good. I think that's it's a good point though to bring out that a lot of people go on sites to you know they put the bar so high that every encounter has to be love or it's not going to work and and, the, and I think a lot of people on those apps are so naive too because you know if one of my guy friends has a girl match with him it means that she wants to be with him she wants to have sex with him and I don't think that's necessarily true because you have to imagine she's matching with, you know, 15 other guys on any given day. So it's just kind of a process that's been added to dating now. And I mm-hmm. kind of hate how dating apps and dating sites are kind of becoming the norm. It's somewhat sickening to me. It's sickening? Why is it sickening? Just because I think that when people use apps like that, they kind of lose the excitement of flirting. It's not... It just doesn't feel as organic to me. It's too predetermined, which it's not, you know, maybe you will find someone on one of those apps, and that's great. But for me, it's just me not wanting to change as technology advances, I guess. 
Hmm. That's interesting to hear from a 26-year-old because I know people in my age demographic are really resistant to technology. But in terms of dating, it's a whole new world. And uh, I spoke yesterday to a group of women who are divorced who are between the ages of 40 and 70. And a lot of them are just overwhelmed with what's out there and how to meet people. And, and, and you know what? The truth is that unless you really know what you're doing, you can get you could just shut down very quickly from all these dating sites because it yeah. just feels like an overwhelming market of of people who are just interested in quick sex or you know uh it, a lot of times it's just what? weird sex and you know it's it's um yeah. it's different things for different people but but there's a way to sift and sort and and for me I believe that it's a great resource. It's not it's not as organic as meeting somebody out in public, but the tra- the chance of meeting people on a day-to-day basis are pretty slim when you're out of college and you're not in social situations normally. Yeah, right. I agree with you. I and for for me the apps are a matter of convenience in many ways. <clears throat> in one way it's obviously, you know, guys and girls looking for each other, trying to get matched with someone. But it's also, you know, a lot of people don't want to spend time on dates that aren't going to be beneficial. And for me, I love learning from those experiences. If I have a terrible date, you know, at least I know, at least I tried it. I know I don't like that girl, and it's not going to work out. But a lot of people don't want to take the time to even go out and take that risk. They want to talk on Tinder for three days before they finally, you know, take a chance to meet up. I'd rather just meet up initially and see how it goes. Right, but then you can ask for what you want, and that's what I recommend that people do. You know, just don't stay on the app. Um, Just say, do you want to meet up and get to it, you know, because a lot of people are shy or they're they're hiding behind the app or they're afraid to show you what they really look like because their pictures aren't really accurate and they're afraid of being judged. I mean, there's so many reasons that people don't actually meet up and you know it's I, I somebody once said these are not really dating sites or dating apps they're meeting apps and meeting sites it's really just to connect that's it it's the dating has to happen outside of the site and you got to get to it as soon as you can yeah i'll agree with you on that yeah so um anything else you want to talk about in terms of um helping people get over breakups um, or any other words of wisdom you want to share before we close? I would say for me personally, kind of one more tip on getting over a breakup. I love mm-hmm. doing something goal-oriented. I was a runner in high school, and I just ran my first marathon about a year ago, and that was while I was going through the grieving process. And I think, you know, there's just so many healthy ways that you can find to kind of put your mind elsewhere than on the breakup. and for some people, that's revisiting things that they did years ago. For others, that's finding new things that they love. I would just, I would challenge anyone to try that because for me, it's been very beneficial in the past. Hmm. Other that's than really that, nice. I would just say, yeah. other than that, I'd just say, hang in there, go through the process. Everyone goes through it. And if you need anyone to talk to, you know, I'm always at love asking suck. All right. So, how can people get in touch with you? There's a submission form on my website. My cell phone number is listed on my website. 
if they're local to Los Angeles, I'm more than happy to meet up with them. If they're not local, I can Skype, FaceTime, whatever. If, you know, if they want me to go visit them wherever they're at after a consultation, I'm open to that. So I make myself as available as possible. It's just a matter of people hearing this or going to my website. And, you know, it's basically on the marketing side. Okay, sounds good. Well, you're a smart man for 26 years old. I have a son who's 25, and um, so I'm listening to you. Where's he at in his love life? What was that? Where's he at in his love life? Oh, where is he at? He's um, he's actually really working on his career and not as much out there because he's he's living at home right now. There's no way that he can really have a girlfriend and bring her back to mom's house. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm letting him build his art and music career at home so that he can afford to do the work and get his album out. And um, awesome. yeah, but it's yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's done a lot of amazing inner work, and he knows himself well. And he's he just really learns from every experience. So I admire your tenacity, and um, you know, thank you for being on the show, and w- wish you the best of luck with with this new business and your love life. Thanks for having me. My thank pleasure. You. I really- Thank you, thank you, and thanks everybody for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. And don't forget to check out the Woman of Value live retreat. Uh, Registration is closing next week. Okay, have a great day. (laughs) 